welcome in. This is Coach B. I'm here with Coach JD. Um, Coach JD, how you doing, man? Doing good. Sitting here late on a Saturday night. It's uh, football season picking up, but uh, signing day in Link 31, which is always has a lot of potential for a good day, but also potential for a lot of disappointment as well. But, uh, you yeah. know, either way, we now have a blank slate and, you know, ready to see what the new season brings. Yeah. Excitement, despair. I think you you posted on the board that you weren't you weren't too excited about your signing day, but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's how it goes. It's hard to it's hard to uh, hard to bring in good classes, and you know you're at the mercy of the ties. <laughs> so, exactly. well, let's start off with the Carrasco group here. We got Rockford, Jefferson City, Frankfurt, and and. Uh, you guys clear water. So we'll start off with Rockford. Rockford lost the 527 class and they brought in the 521 class. So um, I guess that's an upgrade, right? Uh, even the, but you know, you lose a guy like uh, David Carrasco, pretty big glue guy, great defender, um, could score efficiently, kind of did everything pretty well for them. And you replace it with three guys and, these guys can score. I'm not sure if this team needs more scoring. They were already scoring 88.5 points a game on 57% true shooting, but you're never going to turn it down when you get a two two guys that shoot um, over 60% true shooting. Uh, so um, that's always nice. I, I mean, I like this class a lot. He brought in some pieces that can play multiple positions. Um, yeah, he's going to add to a team that was already – I one seed in the NTT and um, a solid team. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not sure they need it, but you're gonna you're never gonna turn down two guys that shoot over sixty percent true shooting. And um, Posner and Rosen look like really solid players. Can fill in well for Carrasco. I mean, this team was already scoring a lot of points. So, but yeah, how do you feel like this team's all gonna fit together now um, with this? What do you think about this team? I mean, they were already pretty good. They were number one seed in the NTT, um, PNTT playoffs last year. Yeah, what do you think about this team? Yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason why they should take a step back from where they're at. I mean, uh, as you mentioned, Carrasco is a uh, kind of like a nice glue guy who was a contributor across the board. I mean, he may have been an excellent defender. You know, getting over two steals a game at it's small forward and it's always nice to have a, you know, guys on the wing who can really step up and guard um, the perimeter threats on the other teams. Um, And the guys they're bringing in, um, you know, it looks like they at least play good defense. Uh, So even if they, you know, maybe a little bit more scoring, maybe sacrificing defense a little bit, but I mean, as you mentioned, like this is a team that's got a lot of scoring depth. Um, You know, it's really just like an benefit to be able to, you know, shut teams down defensively, you know, on, on top of that. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there'll be, you know, any drop off, you know, so I think they're kind of in the same spot they were last year. They're a really good team. They have some size, but they're not super big. So that's like mm-hmm. the only thing they don't have. Um, even though the guys they have in the front court, you know, play, play really well, you know, even at six, eight. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, as far as league 31 goes, it's a, it's a pretty complete team. Yeah, for sure. They look really good. Let's look at Jefferson City. Jefferson City lost the 131-149 class and brought the 148-63 class. It's kind of funny. We are comparing uh, classes in uh, Conference 15, and Jefferson City was ranked the worst of all of us. (laughs) 
and he was like 103. So I was like, oh man, <laughs> this is this is this can be tough. But he brought in a guy. So he lost Pablo Pablo Brooks, seven two guy. Didn't do a ton, but you know he could pass and he could rebound, defend a little bit. And he brings in a six nine guy in Victor Rodriguez, and he wasn't super excited about him, but. Man, this guy's got some pretty incredible shooting splits. Um, maybe his ratings weren't up to par what he was hoping for, Bobby. I mean, but when you can get a guy scoring 22 points a game from center, 61.4% true shooting, uh, a positive assist to turnover ratio, good defender, you take it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he's not a very good defender. Maybe that's what he was um, you know, yeah. talking about. Oh, and for, for playing center, you know, 1.4 blocks, you know, per game. Like I'd, I'd imagine that he's either, you know, lower on the athletic side or or maybe a fair defender at best. So maybe that's you know one of those one of the things he's disappointed by. Maybe he's a guy that's only like you know a G shooter too. You know, for sometimes they kind of randomly kind of come in like at that G plus range, um, despite what the stats should show being a little bit more um, hands maybe fair, maybe may low end good. But either way, I mean, I would love to have this guy. I mean, I would, especially after you know this season, um, with what all with, with what I'll need. But this is a, the kind of guy you can definitely win with in in this in League Thirty One. Um, he obviously has a really high scoring backcourt already. You know, going for him. Um, you know, I, I know his his strategy along along with uh, some other people is to really kind of have some strong defenders down low and you know pair him with some scores out on the wing. So I don't know if. Um, he, I don't know someone like from last year, like McNair, that can step into maybe at center, and then you put Rodriguez in. You know, maybe he's either a big small forward or put him in a power forward. But you have a third guy. Um, you know, he looks capable of being a third scorer. You know, for them. Um, and, and again, I don't know where the the rest of the intangibles come in. You know, with defense and passing and intelligence and all that kind of stuff. But um, at least statistically, it looks like a guy you could plug into the lineup somewhere and you know cancel out you know some of the things you lost with Brooks anyway. Yeah, for sure. He's got some options for sure. You know, he's going to rely on winning Bristol. And hopefully a guy like that is really going to help out a guy like Bristol, who his field goal percentage was not great last year, 41.7. Yeah, so. uh, But, you know, I think his team's better for it. You know, if you swap out a guy like um, Brooks for – Rodriguez. I mean, even losing the five inches, I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the next team. Um, we got you guys, I think. Uh, the Clearwater Sit Rockers. So you brought in the 108 87 class, replacing the 37 29 class. Um, you lose two seniors and Lindsay and Gaffney, but you were putting Lindsay off the bench a little bit. So he only played about 20 minutes a game. Um, not not a full fledged starter the whole year at least. Um, Godfrey, uh, Godfrey, you know he was he was pretty solid, seventeen points a game, very efficient shooter. Um, he replaced him with some guards, uh, two twenty point a game scores, um, shooting pretty efficiently. Uh, Greer and Walters, and then you got uh, Meeks, who you know not as great, but. Yeah, what do you think of these, uh, especially these two Greer and Walters? Um, how do you how do you feel about them? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I see the ratings behind the guys, and you know, losing Godfrey was a pretty big loss for us. He was a guy who was like at least G everywhere. You know, he was an excellent athlete, you know, good scorer, um, you know, excellent rebounder, and I think good like everywhere else. So he really contributed across the board. 
um, you know, was a, a real key for us at, you know, shooting guard, small forward. And um, these guys that come in, I mean, these were all clear leads. You know, I lost, um, I was on the big Wesley tie, which of course you're not expecting to win that. And then I had a, a 2-2 tie that I lost in conference to Ocala on a, on a wing score that would have been a, a good replacement for Godfrey. Um, and I had like a short trail that I lost, but I mean, Walters was an original Maximine that came in clear, so I was happy about that. Um, unfortunately, he came in a little bit lower than what I would have liked. You know, he is, you know, a, a decent scorer, um, you know, but he's he's going to be a step down defensively from what I got from Godfrey. So that's always, you know, I don't know if he'll be able to score as a freshman like Godfrey did, and then he plays worse defense. So I got worse in the starting lineup. And Lindsey was a guy who was, he was really solid, but, um, it was always like trying to find the right spot for him. You know, yeah. I had four good players last year. Those guys were two of them. So, mm-hmm. but all, all my good guys were like, um, you know, were mostly guards. So, um, so it, it, it was tough to, I guess Lindsay was a top five player for me, but you know, it, the lineups never really made a, it was tough to put it, you know, piece it together, which is why we struggled like we did um, yeah. until getting hot at the right time at the end of the season. But in short, yeah, I'm placing, replacing two, you know, solid seniors, one really good senior who would be really tough to replace. And I'm, you know, bringing in guys who would be backups on some of the teams like we just mentioned. Like, these guys wouldn't play for, for Rockford. They'd come off the bench. But um, Walters is, is going to be a guy that's going to be key for me, uh, hoping that he can step into the shooting guard spot for, for me and, and play well. And, and Gear, you know, he's in the comp- you know conversation to start, but, probably he's going to end up, you know, backing up uh, Wilson at point guard. Okay. Okay. Uh, next, let's look at uh, Frankfurt. Um, Frankfurt, you know, he brought back all five starters. He's had a little tough go in recruiting, but he brought in three clear leads that are really solid this year. Or I, I guess he got one, one, one tie. James Rolo, um, 54.4% true shooting, 15 points a game, 6'9 center, 8 Eight rebounds, two assists. He can steal and buck. All these guys can defend a little bit. Um, you know, I'm, I'm guessing Rolo's where most of the highly ranked comes in, and I think he fits in really well to this starting lineup. They need more height. He could play the center. He could play power forward and um, have Jenkins um, slide slide to stay at center. Um, he's got he's got a couple different options, but I mean. He brings back Shumpert, Shumpert and Joseph, adds a guy like Rucker, adds a guy like um, Rolo. Rucker, you know, he, he only shot 50.7% true shooting, but eight of his uh, eight of his sh- eight of his 18 shots a game were three pointers. So um, <laughs> you're going to, your, your, your percentage is going to hurt when you do something like that. Um, I mean, he, he didn't shoot horribly from three point land going 36, but uh, it'll be just interesting. You know, he's got some touch at least. So, and you know, every, every player, it's like they, every player's different how they translate their three point shooting from high school to college. I'm not sure what you think. I always am like, I, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know how to, how much high school three point shooting correlates to college. Maybe you have a different thought on that, but um, it, it's always a crapshoot. I mean, some guys come in to you know shoot really well, like close to forty percent on a ton of volume, but then they're they never get it like above thirty percent in college. And I think it ultimately kind of comes down to their athleticism and intelligence, and sometimes like how much you need them to score. And Rucker's an interesting case because he's he's such a great free throw shooter, so he's probably yeah. a good scorer. But yeah, with really high free throw shooting, 
decent three point, but he's also played kind of like a small shooting guard in yeah. high school. So he probably you know went up against some bigger guys, you know, in addition to putting a lot of shots up. So um, he's a guy that you can probably put in at point guard, and he had a two to one assist to turnover. So maybe not maybe not great hands, but you know they didn't get uh, great play from their point guards last year. Uh, overall, like you know, not really. You know, barely two to one you know, assist to turnover, not really scoring, not a threat, and also a poor free throw shooter. So, you know, if I'm looking at Rucker here, I think I'm plugging him in, you know, over, you know, Hubert at, at point guard. And for no other reason, I love having guys that can shoot free throws at the end of the game for me. If it's a close game and, you know, maybe some fouls mm-hmm. on, like if my point guard can shoot free throws, that, that's ideal. Um, so I think he is going to you know, split some time there. And then, yeah, you, you talked about Rowell and Atkins. Like, at worst, they, they're they upgrades over the seniors that graduated in, on the wing that came off the bench. And, you know, maybe one of them challenges for a starting spot there with Scott. So it's always great when you're returning your entire starting five. I mean, you, you're bringing back the five guys you thought gave you the best chance to win. And if you can add some decent talent to that, you're, you're excited. And, um, and that's something that he's able to do. Yeah, for sure. It's really interesting. I mean, you look at this, you look at this group, and you have, I mean, you got, uh, you got four of the top coaches in league in league thirty one history, right? Um, you know, you got you, you're, I think you're number eleven in the power rankings all time. Uh, Bobby's number three. Uh, Ted Lasso of Frankfurt's number four. Rockford's the team that's the worst, and they've had the most recent success. So. Um, you got, I think they're number 30th. So just interesting to, uh, yeah, interesting to see like all, um, the selection committee put all these teams together. How do you think this, uh, group plays out? I mean, I don't want, <laughs> don't want to give anyone bulletin material. I know, but now <laughs> last year and I'm like, yeah, you know, fuck it. I'll go out and, you know, say we're going to win the group. And then we went out and played terribly and, you know, <laughs> throughout the entire tournament got off to a, a bad start to the season. So definitely won't be doing that this year. I mean, but I think Rockford is, you know, a clear step ahead of all the other three teams. I mean, they just, they're returning one seed, you know, they brought in talent. Um, you know, they, I think they're, I think they're a clear step above all, of them. you know, it would not surprise me at all to see them sweep us. And, you know, I don't look at the, you know, the full count, the full schedules, but, um, you know, the team that should be, you know, probably at minimum five and one, you know, heading into the the playoffs for this group. So, um, where it gets interesting is, you know, how the the rest of us, you know, you know, who can fight it out for second and can one of us win enough games and with a good enough margin of victory to, to make their way to the playoffs. Um, you know, well, you only have to get four and two plus 20 to do that this year. So, yeah. So we'll see if that can happen. Um, I mean, I'm not overly optimistic about, you know, my team. Like I said, I think we're a little bit worse than last year. We played better at the end of the year than we did. We lost the first round NTT than, I think won our next five or, you know, maybe we lost the last game. I don't remember. But um, I, so I do think we're, you know, kind of like a fringe NTT team. And I think that's probably also where um, um, Frankfurt is as well. So I think we're probably pretty similar in talent. Um, so I could, I think we will have a, our game will probably have a lot of bearing on who comes in second. I don't know, you know, you know Bobby has some good players on his team, but I also think that, Overall, he doesn't quite have the same depth that you know that we have as well. So hmm. I don't think I'd pick him, but so I do think it'd be it'll be between us and uh, and Ted Lasso for for a second here. Yeah, yeah. Rockford does have to play Plainview and Inglewood. Inglewood 
mean, they might be one of the favorites this year. They've been just stacking classes over and over and over again. Um, so they're pretty good. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're good. They're solid. I do think if there is a team that could pull off an upset over Rockford, I think it's just Jefferson City with those starters. They're really solid. Um, you know, and adding a guy like um, Rodriguez. But, you know, I don't want to discount Javante Reynolds either. You know, that guy's – that guy's a stud. Dave Wilson's back for his junior year. Um, I think I think those two might take a big step this year. So we'll see how that goes. I hope so. Cool. Well, we'll stop it there, and we'll be back with another group.